It's been said that every quilt tells a story, and it's so true. But I also believe every quilter has a story to tell. I wanted to hear about the people behind these wonderful quilts and thought you'd enjoy hearing about their lives also. Welcome to A Quilter's Life. Although Sandy Lamb and I haven't had the opportunity to meet in person, we actually have friends in common. Those friends were right when they told me what a sweet lady Sandy is. We've had such a good time chatting on the phone and I'm looking forward in the future to meeting her in person. Sandy, I'm so glad you could join me on A Quilter's Life today. I'm very happy to be here and to talk with you. This is great. Where were you born and raised? Marietta, Ohio. I was born and raised in the same house. And then later in the years, I just went around the corner and lived. So that's where I'm living now. So my home place is right around the corner. Oh, neat. Wow. That is so special. Do you have a special childhood memory? Just my mother's cooking. She was a great cook, and she made the best bread and the great light cakes, and I was never able to master what she done. I wish I did. Yeah, I bet you missed that. Yeah, and my boys miss it. They always say, how come you didn't learn to do that? And. <laughs> She never had a recipe. She just had a little bit of this and a pinch of that, and I couldn't do it. Wow. Would you like to share about the career? I went to work at Fenton Art Glass and worked there for 28 years. I retired from there. But my most favorite job was I worked at the Woolen Miller Quilt Shop in Wimstown, West Virginia, until their closing. Oh, wow. And, and I learned a lot by working there and about the fabric and the books and how you do the quilts, and I loved it. I really miss it. Yeah. I never made it over to that quilt shop. I think it was closing about the time I moved back to town. Yeah, very nice quilt shop and very nice sisters that ran it. Uh-huh. Cool. Well, we already covered where you live now and how you got there from when you were born and raised. Pretty much stayed right there. Yes. That was so neat. (laughs) Besides quilting, are there other crafts that you do or have done? I was the youngest of six, and my mother taught me to sew and embroidery and crochet and I learned on an old treadle. That's what we had. Nice. And then when I got married, I got one of those little black singer sewing machines. I've sewed all my life. I didn't really get into making quilts until I worked at the quilt shop. Mm -hmm. Then I met a very special lady, my friend Ruthie, which she's passed now, but she was my mentor. She taught me everything about quilting and she done things by hand, beautiful, beautiful applique, and I really miss her. Yeah. She, she taught me a lot. Wow. 
she didn't introduce you to quilting. She was a mentor, but who introduced you to quilting? I made quilts when I was younger, baby quilts for mm-hmm. my nieces as they were having babies. Just a nine patch with a block beside of it. Hand quilted it, but I wasn't very good at hand quilting. And then when I made the larger ones, my mom helped me tie quilts. Okay. But really my mother, because she would take cardboard and make her templates, and she would put sandpaper on the back of them so that they would stay on the fabric, and that's how she cut them all out. Oh, wow. The hard way. (laughs) I figure with the sandpaper, that made the cardboard not change as much as it would without the sandpaper. Yes. We didn't throw anything away. We saved all of our buttons. And we saved all of our clothing and tore them up into strips. And she crocheted rugs. Oh, neat. Mm-hmm. And I still have a rug that she crocheted. Oh, wow. How nice. Can you describe your favorite quilt or quilt pattern? Sunbonnet Sue. <laughs> I made two for my granddaughters. And then I have a special baby quilt that I was going to give away, and I decided to keep it. So whenever my grandchild, whichever one has a little girl, will get it first. <laughs> <laughs> well, you have sons. You just have grandsons now? Uh, I have granddaughters, but they have little boys. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have a favorite color palette? that you like to use? I like the lighter colors, but I also like Kansas Trouble. It's the darker colors. Okay. And that that is probably my favorite, Kansas Trouble. Hmm. How about a favorite tool in quilting? My favorite tool would be the one-fourth-inch foot, you know, that has the guide on the side. Yeah, yeah. And also, the Quilters Select Rulers, they have something on the back that sticks to the fabric. Oh, okay. It sticks right to the fabric. It does not move. That would be nice. Do you have a favorite part of the quilting process, or do you like the whole process? I like the binding. Uh-huh. I just like my friends never like to put the binding on, and they always have me do it. <laughs> but uh, that means that your quilt's just about finished Yeah, you know, when you put that binding on. <laughs> do you do it by machine or by hand? I sew it on by machine, and then I sew it down by hand. Okay. Can you describe your worst quilting experience? Oh, yes. I made a purple and white quilt for this lady. It was triangles. Mm-hmm. And I think I might have cut each piece on the bias, but I had a terrible time. And I finally got that quilt finished. I think it was the devil's quilt. <laughs> <laughs> but I did get it finished. Uh. Did you feel like throwing it in a corner sometimes? 
Oh, yes. I put it down several times, but I had to get it finished because I had promised. And I did get it finished. It turned out beautiful after I got it done. Yeah. But you just have to be careful when you cut, you know. Yeah. So why do you make quilts? Why would you do that instead of a different craft? I like to make them and give them to the family because I know that they will have them for years. And I want them to know that that quilt was made especially for them with my love and to keep them warm. And I hope they have it forever. Yeah. That is so neat. Does that also cover who you make them for or do you make them for other people? If somebody orders one, I make them. I have a booth at the farmer's market. And I have made two. This last one was a king size. I just had a gentleman, and he wanted a blue and gold. I did not like the gold. But after it was quilted, it was beautiful, and he loved it. Great. Before we go on, can you tell me about your booth at the farmer's market then? Yes, I have a booth, and now we are downtown on Butler Street, which makes it very, very nice. And I make table runners, baby quilts, bibs, sewing items, little sewing cases, almost everything for the kitchen, dish towels. I embroidery the dish towels, Uh and I make potato bags, just about anything, if anyone asks me. Now, some lady asked me if I would make her a purse, and I said, well, I don't know. What kind do you want? And she said, I want one like this, and it's got all pockets. So she's going to bring me one, and I'm going to try to make her a purse like the one she wants. (laughs) How neat. What a special gift to be able to figure that out and make it for someone. Yes, I hope she will be satisfied. She said she won the Christmas one. I'm going to get out my fabric and let her look at it and let her pick out which piece of fabric that she wants first made of. Nice. Do you have a project you're working on now? Yes, I have two great-grandsons out in Kansas. They come home once a year in the summer, and I always have something for them. They've already have each a full-size quilt. This year when they came home, I had rag quilts made for them plus very large pillows. And now I'm working on a star quilt for each one of them. And I'm not going to quilt it. I'm going to tie it because I want them to have a tie quilt. Oh, cool. And my granddaughter says that they call them grandma's quilt. (laughs) Neat. So what tip would you like to share with me? Um, Every Thursday, seven of us girls sew at the church. And I have told them, girls, and and, and they will tell you, this is what I say, press, press, (laughs) press. And they laugh because if you don't press, your blocks are not going to come out correctly. Yeah. I remember growing up, my sister said, 
that our clothes didn't look as homemade as some other people's clothes because our mother pressed as she was sewing the clothes. Yes. So it makes a huge difference. Yes, it does. And even if you take a blouse or shirt and iron it good and put creases in it, it really looks nice. Mm-hmm. Well, is there anything else you'd like to share with me? Well, I just sew every day. I try to. I enjoy it. I have to keep my hands busy. I'm not one to sit and watch television. I have to keep busy. Mm-hmm. I have a lot of sewing machines, probably 12. I wanted to ask you a little bit more about, you said you had 12 sewing machines? 12, maybe more, yeah. Wow. <laughs> so what was your first sewing machine? Um. My first sewing machine was an old black singer. I bought it in 1961. I sewed on it for a while, and then we traded it in for a newer singer. And then just down the line, I just picked up many after that. I have many, many sewing machines. Right now, I'm sewing on my Bernina, which I love. But my favorite is... Singer 301. It's an old, old heavy-duty machine, and I have a little black featherweight. I have a couple Jeremy's, and I have a baby lock. But when I go to yard sales, I usually pick any machine up that I can get for maybe $25 because if somebody wants me to show them something about sewing and they don't have a sewing machine, I like to give them the ones that I had gotten at the yard sale. Yeah. So neat. You said the Bernina was your favorite? My Bernina and the 301 Singer. It's an older machine. Yes. And what makes those your favorite? What do you like about them? The Bernina sews very, very smooth. And the 301 Singer, it goes through layers of denim and leather I usually keep my walking foot on it because I make rag quilts. When I do, I use the singer with the walking foot. Neat. I'm trying to picture your sewing area. How many machines do you actually have up in your sewing area? I have two small sewing rooms. In one sewing room, I have my two sergers. One's a singer and one's a brother. And then I have a featherweight. I have two black featherweights. And then in the other sewing room, I have my Jaomi embroidery. But where I sew, I sew in the kitchen because I have more light. And I have my Bernina and my 301 and my other black featherweight in there. Do you usually have several projects going at the same time, and you can just switch from machine to machine? Yes. Okay. I have a lot of projects going on at the same time and several quilts at the same time. I get bored very easily. Wow. I'm trying to wrap my mind around all that. <laughs> that sounds really neat. But I try to try to just stay busy. Yeah. I get done one quilt and I jump in and make another one and I never know who it's going to be for 
this Christmas, I started early in January. Every child and grandchild will receive a quilt from me this year. Wow. You've been very busy. Yeah, I have them all, the tops completed. I don't have them all quilted. I have three to have quilted, and then I'll have my Christmas all completed. Nice. Well, thank you so much for sharing your story with me. I so appreciate you visiting with me today. Well, thank you. I've enjoyed it very much. Bye-bye. Bye. I'm so glad you joined me for this episode of A Quilter's Life. You can find more stories on aquilterslife.com or subscribe on your favorite podcast player so each episode will be downloaded automatically. If you're enjoying this podcast, would you consider leaving a review as it helps others to find the show? Also, I want to hear about you and your wonderful quilts. Please contact me, Paula Chamberlain, through the website or a Quilters Life Facebook group to set up an interview. And as always, thanks for listening.